Chris Easton, aka Soccer Guy Chris, is the Bugatti of customized cleats for NFL kickers and punters all over the league, and as well as numerous other MLS players. Going from humble beginnings as a U.S. Army veteran to later being a BMW designer and father of two little cleat heads like himself with his wife in South Carolina, Chris has found a way to take what used to be a symbol of shame for football kickers and flip it on its head to be a source of pride, the soccer cleat. If you want a free pair of cleats, listen to this episode all the way through and be the first to DM me on Twitter or Instagram with the name of Chris's favorite pair of soccer cleats and favorite pair of kicking cleats. Enjoy and glad to have you. Yep. So I, w- I was sitting outside the, the Army Hospital on my birthday with those discharge papers and just kind of wondering what I was going to do with my life. Um, obviously had, you know, that college degree um, to fall back on, but not really knowing what I wanted to do with that and um, just really having no direction at that point. So started working kind of odd end jobs, um, ended up applying for a position at BMW for their design team, um, got that position, started doing that, had a great relationship with the people around me, um, didn't like my boss a whole lot, um, but his boss I liked a, a lot, had a good relationship with him. Basically, the, the, the short end of that story is they ended up moving the design team back to Germany. Um, right. It was going to be indefinitely, they didn't have a time that they were going to move it back. So. Um, I made the decision because at that time I was newly married. I didn't want to, you know, go over to to Germany with my wife and and take her away from her family and and take, you know, myself away from my family and not have, you know, that option of coming back. I just decided that wasn't going to work. So started looking for jobs uh, just to kind of make ends meet until, um, you know, I could get back in the design field. Um, Right. Um, got this position at Lloyd Soccer, just kind of doing a little bit of IT work, selling work, um, back-end website stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Just kind of fell in love with the job, fell in love with the company, um, locally owned. The owners are great. Um, just kind of get to do technical work. I get to build back-end websites. I get to do design for logos. I get to sell soccer fleets, which is awesome. You don't just do soccer cleats. You're like a jack of all trades, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I kind of do whatever it needs to be done. So, um, right. It's awesome. I get, you know, every day when I come to work, I, I know I'm going to be selling soccer cleats. Um, but what I don't know is if I'm going to be doing design work, if I'm going to be doing back end work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Designing logos, it's, it's a great job. Great job. Now, what would you did? Would you say there was anything? Obviously, BMW has a really reputable name. They're a premium yeah. car brand. Was yeah. there anything that you took from the design mentality of BMW that car- kind of carries over into your soccer cleat work when you customize things? For sure. Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, one of the things coming out of college, obviously. Um, with design is you work on a project and you present it, right? That's, that's it. Um, it gets criticized after afterwards, but that's, you know, it's kind of a dumb product at, at, at BMW, you work on a project. Typically you have people around you that you bounce ideas off of. So, um, I learned to kind of have tough skin, you know, you could absolutely love something that you're working on that you spend months on 
and in the span of five minutes, you know, have somebody shoot it down and just learning to have, have tough skin and be like, you know what, you know, that's, that's really, you know, that's, that's a good point. Um, go back and tweak it. Um, so having tough skin and also working, I think working with other people, taking other people's opinions into account and just mm -hmm. understanding that you can always grow in every area of your life. Gotcha. What do you think is one thing a lot of people get wrong about trying to buy like the, the perfect pair of cleats? So we'll kind of get into the, the nerdier side of things here, but I always get questions from parents, players, coaches, um, you know, what, what cleats are best for my kid. And I guess you've seen a lot. What do you think is the one thing everybody gets wrong about buying like their pair of cleats? Yeah. I mean, so obviously you want the fit to be right. Um, but I think people, the, the main thing that I see is that people equate the dollar amount of a pair of cleats to how good that cleat is going to perform on their foot. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. Um, a lot of these NFL guys, CFL guys, XFL guys, um, they could kick in a pair of 60 to $80 boots and they probably still do great. Um, as long as that fit is correct on their foot, you know, it's probably going to be a good boot for them. So it's, it's more about the fit on your foot than it is the dollar amount that you're spending. How have you seen cleats and like cleat technology change over the course of even the past 10 years? Cause I remember you and I were probably in high school right around the same time. Like that was right when the Nike tempos were first coming out. That was right when the Nike vapors were first coming out. Synthetic cleats were big. Um, how, what, how have you seen cleat technology and marketing change over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years? Well, yeah, it's exploded. Um, in my lifetime, you're right. Like in high school, I feel like is really when it started to take off because for the longest time it was Umbro, Diodora. Um, and then obviously the, the main leader was Adidas with their, their Predator and their F50. Um, and then Nike comes out and starts making soccer cleats. And they're not that great at first, um, but Nike puts a lot of money into it. And then I think the biggest jump that I've seen is from, you know, the, the, the plastic synthetics to this knit material that everything um, is going to. And I remember when, when Nike came and showed us the first Magista and we were all like, that's a horrible idea. That thing looks hideous. This high collar, that doesn't look like a soccer cleat. That looks like a football cleat. Mm -hmm. And then we all tried it on and, you know, did a complete 180. It was amazing. It was phenomenal. And then, you know, Nike starting to incorporate that technology along with leather. So, you know, what you saw with the, the Nike Temple Legend 7 where, you know, it had that knit tongue, but it still had the kangaroo leather upper. Um, and now what you have on the, the 8 with it, you know, having even more knit. I think that's been the biggest jump um, in technology that I've seen. And the fact that they can make leather boots light, because mm -hmm. that was the big thing growing up. If you wore a leather cleat, people kind of looked at you like, oh man, you're slow, you're old. <laughs> That's just not the case anymore, man. Like tampos are lightweight cleats. Right. You know, there's not really a heavy cleat on the market anymore from – Mm -hmm. from a from a common sense standpoint besides obviously you have the copa mundial which is a brick good cleat 
but yeah. it's an absolute brick and it's going to be two bricks once it gets wet. So do you, I mean, yeah, that's interesting because um, I mean, even the Nike actual football cleats like or American football cleats, those things used to weigh like two or three pounds. And now those are almost as, as light, if not lighter than some of the Nike soccer cleats looking mm -hmm. at leather. I mean, there's leather cleats and then there's obviously different types of leather cleats. Could you kind of talk us through how, you know, what are the pros and cons of owning a pair of like synthetic cleats versus a pair of leather cleats versus kangaroo leather versus calf leather? How many hours do you have? <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, talk me through yeah. it. Everybody's yeah, in yeah. quarantine, so we're good. Is, is so the, the biggest disparage or the, the biggest difference between a synthetic cleat and a leather cleat is a synth synthetic cleat is always going to be easier to maintain, right? You don't really have to do a whole lot to it. You could wipe off the dirt and grime and it's, it's going to be good to go. Um, the downside of that is typically a synthetic cleat is going to rip a little bit easier. Um, and in the past, they've been a little bit more lightweight mm -hmm. than the leather cleats have been. So those are kind of the plus and, and minuses of a, of that leather on the other hand. So like, let's take premium kangaroo leather, extremely soft, right? Extremely soft. And it comes in different thicknesses, but it's, it's soft, it's strong. And as long as you take care of it, it's going to last you a long time. Typically right. leather is going to have a longer lifespan than a synthetic cleat's going to have. Really? Um, okay. Yep. Um, if you take care of that leather, if you, if you, so there's something called saddle soap, you can get like leather food that you can, that you can put on it. That's going to protect it from drying out, um, from starting to flake um, and you protect that because a lot of the top end Nike uh, kangaroo leather boots are going to be already going to be waterproof. So you don't have to use saddle soap. You don't have to use, you know, a water protectant on them, mm -hmm. but as long as you use like the leather food on it and make sure that that, that leather stays intact, they're going to last a long time. Mm -hmm. So if you take care of leather, it, it'll last a lot longer than a synthetic boot will typically. Now does, does leather, all right, talk us through. So that's a good side of things. Yeah. Talk me through, talk me out of buying a synthetic cleat and then talk me out of buying a leather cleat. Sure. So talk you out of a pair of synthetic boots. Okay. So synthetic boots typically are going to be a little bit more uncomfortable just from what we know from the past. They're going to take a lot longer to break in. So you're probably going to get some blisters. You're probably going to get some hot spots on your foot. Um, again, not going to be as comfortable, probably not going to last as long. Um, so those are, those are definitely the issues that I have. Those are, I mean, pretty big issues of what I have. Uncomfortable, takes a long time to break in, not going to last as long. Durability is probably going to be an issue, right? And you're, you're, so, you're going to be disgusting after you wear them. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, which is true with any boot, but so kangaroo leather, talking about buying kangaroo leather, typically they weigh more, not the case anymore, but from what most people know, typically a leather boot is going to weigh more, right? Mm -hmm. Typically they're going to be a little bit more padded. So you're not going to get that barefoot feel that some people like with the synthetic. Okay. Um, those are really up. Oh, and the third one is going to be that it's going to stretch over time. It's not going to maintain its shape as much as a synthetic would. 
synthetic okay. is typically not going to stretch as much as a natural leather is going to stretch out. So you have to take that into account more, more so with leather than you do with a synthetic. Synthetic, you can get them and, you know, you can have a little bit of play in them and you're probably going to be okay. You know, you'll probably get maybe a quarter of a size worth of, of stretching out of it. As opposed to kangaroo leather, you might get a half a size. You might get a full size in some cleats. Mm -hmm. um, gotcha. Can you, um, I guess, how would you suggest you hack that fact that the, the kangaroo leather cleats end up stretching? Oh, like, it's what, easy. what do you say? So like, say, say yeah. you have Jason Myers come into the store tomorrow, who I know you're good buddies with. Yeah. So he comes in the store tomorrow. I don't know what his shoe size is, and he, he really wants some leather cleats. What would you recommend to him regarding, you know, uh, how does he how does he mitigate the fact that the cleats going to stretch out over time? Well, Jason Myers wears vapors, so that's not the case. But if he did wear vapors, or I mean, if he did wear a kangaroo leather boot, instead of getting, I'll throw out this number nine and a half, he's probably going to end up getting an eight and a half. Okay. Um, He's going to, it's going to be uncomfortable for a little while, but once that stretches out, it is going to fit his foot like a glove. Um, the biggest advice I can give the young guys coming up, your kicking and punny boots are not your sneakers. These things are supposed to be tight. Yes, they're going to be uncomfortable for a little while, but once they stretch out, you will be so thankful that you got them a half a size to a full size down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Carney, for example, I mean, he, I forget what his sneaker size is, but I know his kicking cleat is like. It's crazy. It's like a seven, right? A seven, well, seven and a half or something. He'll actually take out the sole. I'm sure if he listens to this, he'll probably crack me, but I, I'm pretty sure he takes, he buys it so small, he takes out the sole of the cleat. So it's an even tighter fit. And it, if you take the sole out of the cleat, it actually helps you feel like you're a little bit lower to the ground. So for example, guys who struggle with picking up turf as they swing, obviously your first check is always going to be your technique, but having a really tight glove like feel on your foot is going to help you avoid like taking up so much turf as you're, you're swinging through. Have you, have you, what, I guess for like, um, for you, Chris, what, what have you seen as like, what's like the weirdest, what are some of the weirder quirks you've worked with in kick? You don't have to name names, but what are some of the yeah. weirder things that, that you've seen guys prefer in their cleats? Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's weird. I know some guys they'll shave off. I, I, I have one guy that instead of, you know, some guys will shave off a stud or two on their, on their kicking, kicking foot. I have one guy I know that he actually shaves off all of the studs on his instep. So from the very back of the cleat to the very front, the instep uh, studs are completely shaved down. And he wow. does that on every single cleat that, that, he, uh, that he has. Um, I have one guy that will actually cut the side of his, his boot when he gets it, his, uh, his cleat. And that, he says, is just to alleviate pressure on his foot. Uh, that's probably more of a personal, like maybe he has a, a foot issue or something, but he actually slices with a razor blade his, his boot on the side. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as far as quirks, though, that's, that's really the only thing that I can think of. What do you see as some of the differences between calf leather 
versus kangaroo leather cleats. The reason why I ask is because yeah. I know um, John Carney, for example, and some of the, the kickers coming up in the 90s and early 2000s, they actually preferred the calf leather to the kangaroo leather because they felt like it was almost a – it was like a nice halfway point between a synthetic cleat versus a kangaroo leather cleat. The, the kangaroo leather almost felt like it was a slipper um, that was just like – you had too much room in it almost. So can you mm -hmm. kind of talk us through what are – what's the differences between a calf leather cleat versus a kangaroo leather cleat and which would you recommend? Sure. So me personally, I'm always going to recommend kangaroo leather over calf leather. That's, okay. That is just me. That's my opinion. The reasons for that being um, kangaroo leather tends to be more soft. It breaks in a lot quicker. And as long as you size it right, you are going to be so happy once that cleat breaks in. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I would equate it to almost wearing a slipper. It It is so soft. It's durable. Um those are the pros of kangaroo leather. The pros of, of calf skin are um, it's normally a little bit more durable than kangaroo leather, but I don't even know if I can say that because a lot of the calf, calf skin that I've seen coming out on soccer boots now, it's not really good quality. Um, mm -hmm. I see it ripping and tearing a lot more. So that might have been different back in the day. Um, gotcha. But normally... I, it, it is more durable. Um, it takes longer to break in. It's more stiff. Um, so maybe it was a durability thing. Maybe it was, uh, I could see maybe if, if you wanted it to have a little bit more um, of a shape to it, which I get. But again, all of those things kind of come back to sizing. As long as you get the sizing correct on it, in my opinion, kangaroo leather is superior to casting. Gotcha. Now, when you are working on a so one of the things that you've kind of become like the the Bentley of cleats like you've even had I know you won't toot your own horn so I'll do it for you you even you have even had in some cases NFL teams equipment managers calling you up looking for stocks and supplies of certain things how do you go about customizing a pair of cleats because even though common sense tells us okay, most NFL kickers could probably kick with a $40 pair of cleats and still be fine because their technique is so good. Yeah. But we know kickers can be superstitious and they want their particular cleat. Can you talk us through the process start to finish of tracking down a pair of cleats, a rare pair of cleats, customizing them, painting them? Because I'm not sure a lot of guys really understand how much work it, it really is to try to repaint uh, a pair of cleats and to customize it. Right. No, no, you're right. I, I think that's, that's probably a side of things that I haven't really explained or shown. So when one of these equipment managers calls me and says, uh, so-and-so is looking for this cleat, I can't find it anywhere. I don't even know if it exists. Um, I have a group of guys that I've built relationships with that um, collect cleats, buy cleats, cleats, resell cleats, um, a lot of old cleats from the past 15, even 20 years. So I send out a text, I'll call them, um, I'll put out feelers, and then they know people that they can call if they don't have it. And sometimes that process can take, you know, it can take a day, you know, I've had a response in as little as five minutes, you know, it sometimes it's taken three weeks to be able to find a cleat mm -hmm. um, that 
is in good shape, that is um, in the color way that I would like it to be in order to paint it the way that it needs to be painted. So then I have to wait for that cleat to get shipped to me. When that cleat arrives, um, obviously I already have a game plan in my mind of the material that it's made out of, um, what I need to do, how I need to um, break down the finish, because a lot of these soccer cleats, the majority of them are actually going to have a finish on the top. If I paint over that finish, what's going to happen is as soon as that finish starts to wear, that paint's going to start to wear and that, that other color is going to bleed through. So I actually have to remove the finish that's on top of the soccer cleats, which gotcha. takes a long time. Um, the second part of that process is there's a lot of drying in between all these things too as well. I have like an industrial dryer that I have to use between all of these steps to make sure that the material um, isn't being degraded. I have to know how far to go uh, removing the finish on the cleats so I don't compromise the material that's underneath that finish. Right. And that's just having a basic knowledge of the cleat and, and, uh, and knowing what it was designed for and what material you're, you're using. Um, typically then what I'll do is after that, that dries, after I remove, remove the finish, I take my paints, I mix them up. Um, and then comes the, the hard part and that is taping off the areas. This is, that is, by is that like when you're like taping up like windowsill corners, if you're painting a room or something like that? Oh yeah. Right. No. So I actually use, uh, um, a razor blade and, uh, and a special type of t a tape. So. Okay. Let's say that they want their team color on the, the Nike swoosh. Um, well, the swoosh typically sometimes is two different colors. The outline will be a different color from the inside. Um, and then those will be two different materials. So I have to use diff two different types of paint on those materials and still have them look the same. Okay. So I have to paint them in two different stages. Um, and the other thing is I know a lot of people spray paint their cleats and that's never that's never going to work unfortunately with with cleats you have to do really really thin amounts of paint allow them to dry do another coat i'm talking about very very thin thin strokes okay um, but then so I, I, after all the taping which in all honesty takes the most time out of the, the whole painting process how many um, hours start, does that take for a pair Honestly, it just depends on, on which cleat it is. Let's take uh, Tampa Legend 7. Uh, Tampa Legend 7, I will probably, because of all those stupid grooves that they have on the back on the knit material, um, you know, I can spend as much as three hours on a, on, on a single cleat. Wow. And that's a single cleat. I'm not talking about both cleats. Um, sometimes yeah. they only want one, obviously. Some kickers, they'll, they'll use a different cleat on their plant foot. But if they do want both of them, obviously, I'll do both of them. But yeah, some of them, some of them will take up to three hours just to tape. Um, and then I'll start laying on the paint, layering the paint mm -hmm. um, with the mix that, I, that I've come up with. Um, and then in each one of those, after each layer that I put down, that has to dry and it has to harden, it has to cure. Um, and then after, obviously, I've, I've put down enough to where I have a uniform finish across the entire cleat with all the colors that need to be done, I actually put a finisher on top of my paint. And gotcha. so it seals it um, and protects it. And so as the cleat naturally wears, the paint is just going to naturally wear instead of being having this flaking effect mm -hmm. um, or just, you know, completely just coming off when you, you strike something with it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. And then another thing people, I don't think a lot of people take into account is you have to look at the grain of the leather as well. Um, you have to, all of, if you're using a brush, you have to make sure that every single time that you paint it, you're going the exact same direction. You're going with the grain of the leather and you take into account where that leather is going to end up stretching out. So would you paint an area of the cleat, let's say the instep where that sees the most beating, are you going to like double, double layer that paint up a little bit more than you would on the outside of the cleat? Not necessarily. Um, what I'll do there is typically I will lay on the, um, uh, the, the top layer of the finisher that I have that, that will, will be over top of it a little bit more because even if it's, let's say it's all white, even if I do the instep with more paint, uh, as funny as it sounds, I don't want a kicker to be able to feel that difference. Gotcha. I don't want them to be able to feel that difference. With the, the finisher, if I have a, add a little bit more and I kind of put it over the lip on the edge to where it's going to kind of help seal that area where it tends to stretch out and separate from the cleat, uh, I feel like that's a little bit, you know, that he's not going to feel that as much. So. Gotcha. So, okay, so start to finish door-to-door, uh, like, so for example, I know you've done a couple pairs like Jake Elliott, Canzaro. Uh, how long does it take to do one custom pair? It depends. Um, obviously with the NFL, depending on the cleat, it can take as little as three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what's done, it can take, you know, it can take 18 hours depending on, you know, what, what needs to be done, you know, how difficult of a job that it actually is. But I would say I'd say a, a normal range would be maybe four to five hours start to finish. Gotcha. So okay, cool. So let's kind of transition a little bit. Obviously, there's a lot of college kids you might deal with from time to time, and and colleges have more or they have uh, agreements with Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, even New Balance now to be their official suppliers and outfitters. You're, you're going to get me in trouble here, Brendan. <laughs> Well, all right. So, but, but I'm just saying how, like, no, let's no. Say, I mean, I think as long as we don't name any names as far as colleges and kickers go, we'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> no, we won't. Don't worry. I'm just, I'm saying, what are the way, like, if, like, if so, for example, let's say you're a kid who loves tiempos, right? Yeah. But you're going to a college that now suddenly you have to wear Adidas. What would yep. be the cleat that you would recommend to that kid? Or let's say like, so for example, I'd argue most listeners, most kickers, tend to wear Nikes, at, at least at this point. Um, For sure. So yeah. let's let's kind of go school by school. So if it's an Under Armour school, if it's a I'm New Balance school, if it's a <laughs> school, what would you recommend? For Under Armour, um, honestly, at this point, uh, you're probably going to want to go back and buy one of their older cleats, the Clutch Fit. Um, it's really the only cleat that I can recommend from Under Armour mm-hmm. um, as far as being durable, having grip to it. It's really narrow, which is going to be tough for some people, but the Magnetico, which was a great idea by them. Um, it's just too thin. It rips, you know, great idea, horrible execution on their part. So yeah, the clutch, the clutch fit is probably where you need to go. If you're, um, if, if you're an Under Armour school um, or just have me surging up a pair of Tiempos and throw an Under Armour logo on them. Um, anyway, so if you're a Hold new on, balance. So you can actually, you can switch the, <laughs> Guys have actually done that if to, to try to get around it? I've done it. Oh, okay. I have put – oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, so there, there's premieres, Nike premieres out there that have Under Armour logos on them that are being used at Under Armour schools. Gotcha. Yeah, so. Um, no names, though. We got it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, no names. No <laughs> names. There's, there's a couple pairs of old Tiempos as well. There's, uh, no, I don't have any Vapors. Yeah, it's leather. Yeah, so Premier, Premier's the majority of the ones that I've done for Under Armour schools. Now, do you see, uh, you know, in the NFL, like, obviously the most notable Under Armour guy is probably, like, Adam Vinatieri. Um, and then there's Daniel Carlson, who I know I'm just – Not anymore. <laughs> no, he switched. So, yeah, kind of kind of talk us through, like, how did you – what is he wearing – I guess, why did he like the Under Armours? And then kind of why did he end up switching? So, he wore the clutch fit. That was something that he was comfortable with. Um, he reached out to me. I, I, I uh, supplied – um, kicking uh, on cleats um, to his uh, his uh, teammate there, AJ Cole, and uh, I'm pretty sure AJ Cole hit him up and was like, "Hey, you need to try these Vapor 13 elites out." Mm-hmm. Um, but he he reached out to me because he couldn't find any clutch fits on the market. I was able to find him two pairs of clutch fits, um, which again I think it was a comfort thing. I th- I think he went to an Under Armour college, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there. Um, but that was, I mean, it's a good cleat. It's a solid cleat. It's durable. It has good grip to it. As long as it fits your foot, it's a great option. Um, they just don't make it anymore. But I think AJ has been in his, his ear for a while about, you know, trying something else out as it gets right. harder and harder to find the cleat that he, he, he likes. So he finally hit me up and was like, you know, I, I need to try these out. You know, what do you think of them? I gave him my take on them, sent him a pair. And he's just over the moon happy with them. Absolutely loves them. I don't think you're – unless he does really, really bad, I don't think you're going to see him revert back. Gotcha. What, now talk me through, let's say, okay, let's say your school's an Adidas school or a New yep. Balance school. What cleats would you recommend? For yeah, so, so New Balance, they actually make uh, kangaroo leather cleats. It's, a, it's just a basic shorter stud, um, almost like – adidas gloro that adidas used to make it's like i think 110 dollars. you can get it in pretty much every color you can think of that would be the cleat that i would recommend it's not overly light it's not overly heavy but you're getting really good quality kangaroo leather in different colors for 110 bucks and you can get them up to 2e wide that's the only soccer manufacturer for cleats that will make double wide cleats gotcha Um, so New Balance honestly has more options kicking than Adidas or Under Armour at this point, in my opinion. I don't know how many New Balance schools are out there, but that's the case. Um, it seems like they, as, uh, they did a good job with snagging quite a few like FCS sponsorship contracts. It seems like Nike and Adidas try to just go for the bigger schools, but right, uh, right, yeah. yeah. And f- so for Adidas, um, obviously they have the Copa Mundial. For all the old timers out there, you know who you are. Um, good cleat, um, just crazy heavy, heavy, super, super heavy. Mm-hmm. Good leather. It's not waterproof. If you have a pair of Copa Mundials, my number one piece of advice for you is to go get some waterproofing for the leather. It will, it will, it'll change. It'll change a lot for you when you get in those wet conditions. It'll stop the water from absorbing into the leather. leather. It'll actually allow the leather to last longer. So, yeah, Copa Mundial is a good option. 
Um, really the only other cleat that I can recommend for them is the Adidas X, their, uh, their X silo. Mm -hmm. It's a lightweight synthetic material, um, something that, that they've been doing on that line for a while. It's, it's thin. It's got a little bit of a weird shape to it. It's got a really narrow heel and then a super wide toe box. So your foot has to fit right in it. Right. Those are really the only two cleats that I personally would recommend. You could probably kick in other ones. Um, but for my opinion, you know, you, you're kind of going upstream at that point. You know, you're doing, you're doing more with less. So. Right. Gotcha. Awesome. Now is there, so I guess, you know, obviously you've, you've had quite a bunch of success and, um, you know, I think your, your name kind of speaks for itself, at least within the, the kicking and punting circles. Um, and I know I get questions a lot like, Oh, Hey, you know, that soccer guy, Chris, I'm like, Oh, Chris Easton. Yeah. And, um, what, I guess, what would you like, I guess what's obviously you do cleats. That's the physical thing you do, but you also help guys feel better about themselves and about their game and, you know, and from my perspective, you've been able to probably without knowing it, take something that is often seen as a sign of shame or disgrace. Like you can always figure out who the kicker is on the team by the, the wacky colored soccer cleats. You've kind of taken that sign of shame, quote unquote, and flipped it on its head and made it a real, you know, source of pride that, for, that a lot of kids really enjoy. For, for you, it what is the one thing you want guys to take away from working with you beyond the cleats? What's most important for them to know or to, to walk away from an interaction with you about? I mean, for me, it's the relationships. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's how I got started in this and it's, you know, it's, it's what I enjoy most is seeing these guys succeed, seeing these young guys coming up, succeeding, watching their, you know, they're them accomplish the goals that they've set forth and, and not necessarily just in sports, just being able to see them accomplish life goals. Um, I think is really, really cool that um, I honestly, I feel privileged to have been a part of um, the kicking side of things. That's, that's cool. The cleat side of things is cool, but I personally have benefited way more from the relationships. Um, and that's something that I don't ever want to lose sight of. It's something I don't ever want people to think I've lost sight of. Mm -hmm. it might take me a little while to respond to text, text messages and DMs. Um, but I just, I just get so many. I apologize about that. Brendan's been awesome as far as helping me out with that. But honestly, that, that's it. It's, it's the relationships. Listen, these guys could go anywhere they wanted to to get their cleats. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that. The only reason that they're coming to me and asking for these things is because of the relationship. Right. They could go anywhere. There's so many places these guys can get cleats. Mm -hmm. Go online, couple clicks, they got a pair of cleats, right? Um, and it's probably going to cost them less, um, in all honesty. Um, but it's the relationships. I love talking to these guys. I love being a part of their lives. I love being a part of your life. I mean, it's just, it's awesome to see people going through struggles and succeeding and seeing them grow. That's, that's what I enjoy about this. Awesome. Bonus round time. I, I know you're the cleat guy, but I got to ask you true socks. What is your gut reaction on true socks? Are they worth the $40 for a kid to pick up? Yes. Tell me. 100%. Why. 
Tell me 100%. why. Listen, you could have a, a pair, a crappy pair of Tiempos that are, you know, you got them for, let's say, on sale for 50 bucks. It's like the, the third tier, they're cowskin leather. They're not waterproofed, right? They stretched out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's, there's water, you know, your foot's been kind of, you're like, ah, oh, do I need to drop another, you know, do I need to step up and buy, you know, a pair of cleats for 130 bucks? Right. Go buy a pair of true socks. Make sure that the true socks fit, put them on, your foot won't slip. They are amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. I remember everyone laughed. I had a couple guys laugh at me in the NFL when I kind of introduced them. I said, you really need to try these out. You know, soccer players around the world are wearing them. True Socks at that point wasn't sponsoring anybody. These people were wearing them because they worked. Mm -hmm. They weren't getting paid for it. And these were people making hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and, and I tried them out and I was just like, this is awesome from a soccer perspective, you know, where, you know, where can this grow? And I thought, man, for kicking, that would be awesome. Right. Imagine, imagine not slipping when your foot's wet on your plant foot, how much that would help you. Um, and, and so I started kind of sending them out. People started testing them out. And before you know it, I mean, you see them on, you see them on running backs, you see them on wide receivers, you see them on quarterbacks. It's just another tool that you can add to your arsenal. And honestly, for 40 bucks, if that allows your cleats to last another three to four months, in my opinion, it's worth it. Yeah, I think – I remember when they first came out, the, the first generation was kind of hit or miss, but the second gen – Yeah, the pads, the pads wore out too quickly. Yeah, they were good for like the first, you know, two or three times you wore it. But the second gen, I mean, I would say – Phenomenal. Like yeah, yeah I, I personally wear Way it a better. lot. I wear Tampa, yeah. and I would say – when you know when it's when the tempo finally stretches out to its max you can get another probably half a year out of the, out of your tempos just by buying the uh the true socks now do, do you think it now is true socks owned are they independently operated or are they owned by like a parent company like Nike or something like that? No. So they're, they're owned by, it's an independent company. Nike and Adidas have tried to buy them for a lot of money. Um, and they turned it down. Really? I kind of wish they hadn't because it'd be a heck of a lot easier to get a hold of them. But no, they, they, they stuck to their guns and they said they're, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna continue with it. Um, and then obviously you've seen Nike and Adidas try to replicate what True Socks has done and they're, they're okay, but it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't even come close to touching what True Socks has done. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys in the NFL, they'll end up like, um, they'll wear their game. They'll wear like the tube of their game socks. Yep. They're or cutting, the actually, sock. yep. They're cutting their sock in order to wear a pair of True Socks and then they're, they're using tape. They're taping them a lot yeah. of times so, yeah does, yeah you know what these nike stuff. and adidas reps they hate it they don't like it because they have a nike or an adidas sponsored athlete that is wearing another brand that is not paying them to wear their gear so it kind of flies in the face of the brand that they're sponsored by our our nike rep he always goes crazy about it he hates it <laughs> it always makes me laugh so. right yeah i mean they tried to buy him okay so true socks are worth it can you talk about the what do you think is the best pair of cleats ever made oh man wow all right so are we talking about like kicking punting or are we just talking about straight up what well, in my opinion what the best cleat what, that has ever been made is uh do one of each best ever and then best for kickers 
Hmm. All right. So in my opinion, the best ever cleat that I personally absolutely love was the Adidas Predator Accelerators. Horrible would absolutely be horrible for kicking and punting, but they were just a really cool cleat that whole line, like the power swerve accelerator mania. The mania was really good. I just loved that line before Adidas went cuckoo with everything. Um, Kicking probably the most versatile cleat. I think that you could probably wear would be the Nike Tampa legend five. I think. Okay. Yeah. The fives were just, they were simple um basic had a really good stud pattern um really good quality um they'd stain your feet different colors depending on the color of the cleat which is kind of funny that the dye would actually come through if your feet got wet right um but just an amazing a really good simple cleat um not i I know a lot of guys still love the five six was good as well the six just didn't last very long i had a lot of durability issues so that's probably why i choose the five yeah, it's funny that the, the guy. I would say if there's a if there's a cleat that a lot of kickers are still looking for in the NFL, it's probably the fives. But at this sure. point, all that's left are like these, you know, tropical Starbucks, you know, Starburst, uh, right? Or, yeah, hideous like canvas and volt, crazy colors. Right, and then it takes you like four times as long to customize them. Yeah, yeah, it takes me a long time. Yeah, because then I have to pick out what I'm going to put down as far as like the primer and what's going to actually be able to block out these hideous colors. Yeah. Awesome, man. So yeah. if, if somebody wants to work with you or what's, what's the best way for them to try to get in touch with you? Um, I would typically, I'd say DM, DM me um, right now over the, over the past year, that really hasn't been a great way to do it. Um, I would still obviously try. I just, I'm getting, you know, 50 to a hundred DMS. Um, you know, every day, every two days, every three days. Um, so unless, unless I see like it's someone that's verified or it's someone that knows someone I know, it's, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to get in touch with me. Um, you can always shoot me an email. My email is Chris, C-H-R-I-S at LloydSoccer.com. LloydSoccer is L-L-O-Y-D-S-S-O-C-C-E-R.com. Um, you can always shoot me a text message. My phone number is 864-334-7846. If you have any questions, I'd love to answer them for you. Um, just be mindful that I get a lot of questions. I'll do my best. Um, it's probably going to be easier if you shoot me an email. And he's and guys, he's got he's got a wait list of about forty guys right now waiting on cleats. Yeah, so it's, it's personal. Yeah, and a lot of that's custom. And obviously, with what's going on right now with the economy, with Nike and Adidas not really shipping right now and and our retail stores are closed down that that process is just going to be a little bit slowed down so please please bear with me through these times and uh but i'd love to have an opportunity to continue to work with people and develop these relationships yeah that's awesome man well i mean you you really are like the bugatti of of soccer cleats even though you're you're a down humble guy um well this has been great man and and for you listeners out there we'll be sure to uh to try to get you some some Lloyd soccer hats and shirts. Um, now let's do a giveaway for cleats. Let's do that. Oh, you want to do a giveaway? Yeah, let's do, All right, let's awesome. do some so cleats. If, if you got to this point in the podcast, you basically sunk an hour of your day into this. So <laughs> we will get together. <laughs> we'll, we'll get together sweepstakes for um, a free pair of cleats giveaway. And I guess, yeah, I guess what we'll do is we'll, uh, 
we'll have it be what is what is Chris's favorite cleat because that would mean I like that yeah to to most of the show yeah awesome man well hey this has been a lot of fun man and guys it's been uh Chris Easton with Lloyd Soccer Thanks for listening to the Coach K Hill podcast. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to share it on any social media platform or leave a review on Apple iTunes. It really helps a lot with spreading the word. And thanks for your time.